Basically, we've had lots of requests for a, a Bond spoiler special because there's lots to talk about. So if you haven't seen No Time to Die, now is the time to eject, stop, pause, rewind, because we're going to go. Here we are. An email from Maddie Powell. Dear Mark and Simon, firstly, I would like to applaud your stance on the criticisms of No Time to Die that were based on the complainants moaning about the world becoming a slightly fairer place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing seems to annoy some people more than that. It's very easy to either ignore that kind of thing or let them have their say. Well, we've never agreed with that. <laughs> you give me hope and courage, says Maddie. I love that you kept any hint of a spoiler out of your Bond review and subsequent chat. Thank you. But having seen the movie, I would love to hear your thoughts on the details. Yes. Bond cuddles a kid. Bond. Go on. I can't say it. He dies. Please, can we have a spoiler? You said it in front portion? of an open microphone, oh, and it's the end of the world. Um, Lisa Smith. I feel the same way about you saying that as I do about you saying the word in the Steve Miller song. Well, I've said that enough times. I'm not going to say it again in case people... Go to another channel. Yes. Dear old 007 and new 007, says uh, Lisa Smithson. My brother and I sat down to watch No Time to Die last week. We're both huge... Bond, actually, sorry, I beg your pardon, my mistake. Sa this is from Sam B in Ealing. Okay. We're both huge Bond fans, so when that thing happened, we were completely in shock. So in shock, in fact, that we stayed in our seats, motionless through the entire credits. Maybe it was disbelief, maybe it was anger, maybe it was a feeling of, surely that's not the ending of the film. Lo and behold, we remained motionless through the entire credits, you know, Marvel behaviour 101. We were waiting for something anything and then it came an iconic four-word statement that gave us both relief but also confusion did anyone else stay to the end of the credits no one seems to be talking about this four-word statement that yep. raises so many questions yep. about that thing that happens in the film did mark stay till the end i don't know if you can talk about it on air due to spoilers but felt the need to tell you about our brotherly bond experience and perhaps ignite a conversation about this four-word statement how it affects that thing that happens. OK, well, we can say yeah. Bond dies in the end. No, yes. Absolutely no dispute. They, he can't yeah. emerge from this victorious. Yeah. But right at the end of the credits? Yeah, so if you say to the very end, and I did, um, and you say, to, and it's like, it's after all the copyright notices and all the studio notices, and this happened because I was talking to David Arnold about, you know, you always stay to the end of Bond because it says James Bond will return. Yes. And at the very, very end of No Time to Die, it says James Bond will return. And, of you know, of course, because one of the things that, that we've now discovered, although I think you may feel differently about this, is that, like anything else, you can reboot, restart, redo. This, this Bond is finished, but there are infinite other Bonds. No, no, there aren't. That's the point. Because, well, my, and, unless you can, unless you, and you know far more than I do, but in fantasy and science fiction and Doctor Who and Batman and all those, you can do that ad nauseum. But it, are there any other kind of, in quotes, real world characters where they have killed off the person who is that, who embodies that, is named after him, uh, and then bring them back? Well, okay, so two things. Firstly, I think the idea that James Bond is more of a real world character than Batman is flawed. Because, mm. well, no, it is because, I mean, in, when Batman began... But Batman's fantasy, isn't it? Well, when Batman began, uh, you know, in, in, in the comic strips, Batman was just uh, a crime fighter who wore a cape because what he wanted to do was to instill fear into the heart of it when he was the Batman. And then, you know, later on, the kind of the, the really sort of super high-tech, you know, flyy-planey, all that sort of stuff. But... 
as he's said in that thing, you know, what's Batman's superpower? He's rich. It's 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 actually no more of a fantasy what happens in Batman than what happens in James Bond, which is one of the reasons why Christopher Nolan was thought of as the obvious person to take over, you know, the Bond franchise. I mean, obviously with uh, with Inception, he was kind of doing on Her Majesty's Secret Service. But no, I don't think that's the case. I think that Bond and Batman are in the same world. Okay. Well, I would disagree because Bond isn't fantasy and Batman is fantasy. And I would say that if they, I mean, obviously they are going to bring him back because it says James Bond will, will return and he will be the Bobby Ewing of detectives. No, he won't because he, no, no, he won't because he's, they're, they're, he's dead. He's hang, never died before. He okay, can't come back. He, there is no continuous Bond timeline. Okay. No. Daniel Craig in Casino Royale yeah. is not playing the same character who Sean Connery was playing in Dr. No or who Roger Moore was playing in Live and Let Die. There is no continuum mm -hmm. between them. Daniel Craig in Casino Royale is a different Bond, starting from a different place. Now, the reason this might get slightly confused is, in the in the original, if we take Sean Connery as the first, I know, not the first screamer, but if we take Sean Connery as the first Bond, and you take the Connery cycle, which goes up to, what is it, is it Diamonds Are Forever? He, he, he finished, and then he, and then Lazenby, and then he came back again. But they were all pretty much a continuum and Lazenby makes the gag about this never happened to the other guy which is a wink but it's also an indication that everything that's happened up until that point has happened to him and then Roger Moore takes over and with with some inconsistencies there is still the sense that this might be the same character this might be the same person but there is no sense that it's the same person by the time you get to Daniel Craig. No, no, I mean... Uh, and so, therefore, I, I don't accept that. But if there's... But if, I just think if there's, if there's no jeopardy, if he can just die and just come back again... I'd, no, he, I'd do, but he doesn't that. die and come back again. One version of him dies. I know. There, but, uh, and, and, sorry to do this, but, the, you know, the use of... I had a conversation with David Arnold about this, this precise thing when David said to me, David Arnold, the composer, the Bond composer... He said, you know, the, the, the score uses all the time in the world. And, you know, that well, that means that we have to be referring back to the marriage and then, you know, the death of his brother. I said, no, it doesn't. In my mind, I said, I think that actually means he might die because the so idea... You're arguing with the Bond composer about the music in Bond. That's never stopped me in the past. No, no. Um, uh, the Brave man. The point is, no, but, you know, it's a perfectly civil disagreement, but I was saying, no, this is before either of us had seen the film. And, of course, you know that the whole thing about whether or not Bond dies at the end of this movie has been something that's been in the air for a mm -hmm. very long time because it was one of the things that was said about why Danny Boyle and John Hodge left the project all those years ago. Um, but I said, I, it just means there is a tragedy. And David Arnold said, no, it doesn't. You can only use that piece of music in connection with that specific tragedy of the loss of Bond's wife. And I said, no, 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 that's not right. You can use it in, in you can use it as, in fact, they do in No Time to Die, which is that it just implies an actual tragedy. Now, when when Bond's wife, New Bride, dies at the end of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, that pain carries on immediately into them. But there's no sense that that's the that Daniel Craig has ever felt that pain because he's a different version of Bond. So it's it's not his bond can't come back, Daniel Craig's bond can't come back. But there can be any other incarnation of Bond. I mean, what I would like, my preference would be for 007 to come back, and and as indeed in the movie, there is another 007 who yeah. then says, "No, Michelle let's Lynch, give it, yeah. let's give it back to Daniel Craig." So I don't have a problem with it. I just think it. 
I understand the logic of what you're saying. It just feels okay. Well, you inappropriate. know, and so, I think I think a lot of people have felt that that, that 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 cannot happen. But I think one of the reasons it's so great is that is that wow, they actually did it. You know, they actually in the same way that I felt. You know, the, I remember the first time I saw on a Majesty's Secret Service, and he gets married. I couldn't figure out how they were going to get out of this. I didn't know the plot of it. I was watching it for the first time, and he was like, "Oh, how are they going to get?" Out? And then they get out of it by, "Oh, that happens." I cut, you know, and that still sticks with me now. And I, I feel like it was the, it w- I did feel like, wow, they actually went for it. And I must say, hats off to everybody who was involved in the production and didn't let on that kept that was a, kept it to kept it, you know, kept so it long. secret because none of us knew, none of us knew. Yeah. And I mean, I remember having conversations with people saying, you know, what does he does he does he? And they just, I knew nothing at all. And and it also makes me slightly more forgiving, though I'm still annoyed about not being allowed to interview Daniel Craig without having seen the film, because. If you had seen the film before doing the interview, you would have a whole different... It would just change the tone of the questions. And nobody would be saying, who's going to play James Bond after you? Because it's such a loaded question. Uh, And nobody would feel free to ask that. Anyway, Lisa Smithson. uh, I've left the cinema angry. I don't understand why they've done what they've done with the narrative part from trying to feel big and clever. A good film, a bad Bond. So the whole thing carries on. Bond carries on whilst ending it the way... Uh, they might be, that way they might be forgiven. What really was the point of doing it apart from, ooh, look at this? Why can't we have our Bond as the undefeatable hero? What will happen next? A complete reboot, which is exactly what Mark is saying. Yeah. Some, someone else walks up to Ray Fiennes and says, hello, M, what's my next assignment? I may be getting old, but I just want what I want, a bit of low-risk escapism, and this Bond didn't deliver. Uh, David Eagle. Sorry, with one point on that, I think you have to wipe the slate clean with, 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 all, the, with all the other characters. I think if you have Ray Fiennes or, or you know, anyone who's... I think that would cause a problem. I think if you're going to do Bond again now, it has to be a completely different cast. You you, you have to start from Tabula Rasa, you know. Uh, this is my, I think this is my last, yeah, it's my last one. Uh, David Eagle. Anyone else a little disappointed that after a bitter rights battle that lasted 35 years and which resulted in desperate workarounds such as... Is a very long sentence, by the okay. way. A decidedly underwhelming, bashing up mini sub last eon screen appearance, two blatant facsimile blowfelt but not in Stromberg and Drax, an uncredited, unnamed, bald headed man with white cat ignominiously dropped down an industrial chimney stack to his apparent death, an unsatisfying tangent non canon sighting, this is a very cine literate email as you've noticed, and zip until 2015, where the legal rights Eon win necessitated some desperate shoehorning. The, so the sentence continues, still all one sentence. Yeah. The Ernst Stavro Blofeld and his sinister, all-powerful, all-pervading Spectre organisation were wiped out with little more than a switched USB stick, some excess vape smoke and a mucky hand in less than one whole film screen time. Decades worth of legal jousting for that. The dude has brought the world to its knees on a fair few occasions, has even uh, had Big Ben chime one extra time, and he goes out with an off-screen whimper. Underwhelm. Ing. He's written. He's written with full four, stops. Four full stops. All the best, David Eagle. Okay. I mean, yes. I mean, I, I don't feel the same way. But okay, that's 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 a completely valid criticism um, that that I don't share. But do you do you have any of that feeling? No. I, to be honest, I, I'm not familiar with the bitter rights battle. No, me neither. Thirty-five years. Me neither. So um, there you go. I, I'm going to go in. 
prep for, for, for before the next Bond. <laughs> I will know precisely. But, but but again, that's the other thing. Can I just say one other thing? What just one other yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I forget about. It. I am I'm convinced that a few years ago, a, a tabloid, any one of them, the following day after the after the first premiere would have put James Bond is dead on the front page. So not only is it a credit to everyone who's worked on the movie for keeping the secret, but the fact that in general the secret is. There are lots of people who haven't seen Bond who still don't know, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is an incredible thing. It is with the internet being what it is. That's I mean a, a lot. There are places you can go for spoilers, but in general, yeah. everyone has behaved rather well. Weirdly, one of the first places that all this started to come was on soundtracks discussion groups, because people once they once they knew that all the time in the world was in there, started sort of pre pre movie spoilering, but. Generally, I, it, it, you're absolutely right. Generally, people have been very, very... And actually, I think that says something about how significant it is that it happens in the film. Because people have treated... I mean, even like even now, I feel uncomfortable about about yeah. talking about it. Um, and, Dum I mean, and Dumbledore's dead as well. It's quite a lot to take in. How long? How long did it? How long was it before? I mean, I think we could we can say that we, yeah. we could say that on the actual show on live radio that Dumbledore dies because it's been a long, long time since yeah. the book and since the movie. But how how many years had passed before? Many, before many. That was okay. Yeah, no, it was, that was that was a long time coming, wasn't it? Can I just ask a, a, another? Well, so, the, but the, the second point to that is, yeah. we can't say any of this on the radio for oh, no. a long time. Yeah, we can't say it until at least the film has had. I was going to say, and it's had its first terrestrial broadcast screening, and I think probably not even then, yeah. because it, because it feels like. Okay, let me tell you a story. Have you ever seen um, the Mouse Trap? The play? No. No. Okay. So the mousetrap, which was you know the longest running play in the history of, of longest running plays, Evs. So some years ago, I mean not that many years ago, but some years ago, I took my Linda and I took Child One and Child Two to see the mousetrap. It was one of their birthdays, and they wanted to go and see the mousetrap. And you know, it's the, there's the joke about the you know the taxi driver dropping somebody off outside yeah. outside the mousetrap and you know spoiling it as they go in because they didn't. The vicar did it. Yeah, whatever it is. And I don't even know if there is. No, a no, exactly. So so so, so well done. <clears throat> So anyway, so the mousetrap is one of those things in which you're always asked, please don't reveal the the thing at the end of it. And the mousetrap has been going for like a thousand years. Mm. Okay, so it's part of popular culture, the, the mousetrap. And when we took Child 1 and Child 2 to see it, Child 2 was, you know, young, ju just a teenager, I think. And it gets to the moment in the play, which the people have been, have, you know, they've been doing this play for, I mean, obviously different cast and everything. And I had been to the mousetrap before because the guy who wrote the book on which the Wicker Man was nominally originally based, which is a book called Ritual, had a role in the mousetrap and wrote the, and wrote the, the book, The Ritual, in the dressing room of the mousetrap because he was a character who appeared early on and then didn't appear and then appeared later on. And I'm he very had, confused now. Okay. And has the vicar done it yet? So anyway, it got to the moment in the play yes. when the whoever the it was said, and I put it to you that it was in fact the vicar. Ba boom, and child two went no, <laughs> really loudly, and, and I was just thinking if you were in the play, that must have. I mean, I know any, it must have been great because you must thought after all these years, someone is literally. He went no, ridiculous. <laughs> no, not it's ridiculous. Like he was, like he was. I never saw that coming. It was brilliant. 
it was yeah i mean i i don't approve of you know, talking at you know speaking in theatrical productions but i think that was one of the, it was just genuinely a gasp well um there's a mousetrap spoiler there um is there no i suppose there isn't and also we wouldn't do one would we because no of course not so of course because why would you other than spite anyway so we won't be referring ever again to the things that we have just been discussing in podcasts because no people might stumble into we can't do another james bond spoilers no no so before we finish i know we have to finish now we do just a, a last question did you think that the the thing i i really really liked was the moment when he's walking down the corridor with Lea Sadu and with, you know, the child. And he says, and this is my, and then he doesn't even say it because I referred to this in the review. I said, there's a moment when somebody mouths a word. They don't even say it out loud. And he goes, this is my, and then he goes, and he mouths the word family with a kind of strange look on his face. And it's a gag, but it's also not a gag. And I thought it was actually a really beautifully done moment when he, he he can't even say the word out loud, and it's funny because he says it, but also it's family, you know, family. Yeah, I thought it was a lovely moment. Did you enjoy that moment? I didn't notice it. Oh, okay. A disappointing end <laughs> to a very very fine story. Now that that kid, she could be, she could be the next Bond. We could spool forward like fifteen years. It's not a continuum, Simon. Well, it is in my head. That's what I think they should okay. do. I said it in the future. It's in the future. She's Jane Bond. And there you go. Sorted. Okay. Yeah, and you're going to get so many people. Oh, that Jane Bond. How woke. Oh, yeah. Now Jane Bond's got... And give her blue hair. Yes. because <laughs> Anyway, that's enough of that.